G'day legends and welcome to Kickstart Thinking, the podcast that helps you get into it, get over it, get onto it and get on with it. No matter where we are or where we want to be, we all need to kickstart our thinking every day to keep us on track toward our best life. I'm your host Rick Heaney and my purpose here is to help you create a mindset that lifts you and lifts the lives of those around you. So thanks for joining me on Kickstart Thinking, now let's get into it and kickstart yours. G'day legends and welcome to today's episode of the Kickstart Thinking Podcast. Small things every day that will dramatically change your life. I'm your host Rick Heaney and I'm so happy today that you are joining me here to kickstart your day. Before we start, just a quick reminder to kickstart your days with my thought for the day on Facebook. We could all use some positive input and uh, some thoughtful input through the day and and starting our day that way is, is just brilliant. So you can find me on Facebook and on Instagram, uh, just search Kickstart Thinking and if you really want to make a difference in your life, get in touch and let's work together. And let's get stuck into today's podcast. First up, are you developing that awesome habit yet? That morning habit that will transform your mindset into a success-achieving powerhouse. Did you look at yourself this morning in the mirror and say, today I'm kickstarting my thinking? If you did, well done. It's the little things in each day that will make a difference in your life. If not, why not give it a go? You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. Jack Canfield, the worldwide best-selling author of Chicken Soup for the Soul books, built his success on daily affirmations. It's one of his most important success principles. Jack has a series of affirmations that he uses every day. He doesn't need to read them anymore because he can recite every one of them instantly, in detail. And just to give you an idea how important affirmations were in Jack Canfield's success, the first Chicken Soup for the Soul book, and if you haven't read them, just uh, find them, they're fantastic, uh, it was not an in- instant success with publishers. In fact, uh, that book and his, uh, that Jack wrote and his co-author Mark Victor Hansen, it was rejected, rejected by publishers, not only once or twice, but more than 20 times. Think about it. If you had a book manuscript rejected more than 20 times, would you keep going? Well, they did. Their belief in what they had and their positive affirmations kept them going, even though not 20, not 50, more than 100 publishers rejected their book, told them it was no, there was no market for it. In fact, they were rejected by 144 publishers before one small publisher finally said yes. And that publisher said, well, they reckon they might be able to sell 20,000 copies. Well, remember last week's podcast, fail, 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 succeed? Well, Chicken Soup for the Soul has now sold more than 200 titles in 43 languages in more than 100 countries and has sold more than 500 million copies. That's more than more than half a billion books. And they're still going and they're still coming out with new titles after 144 publishers rejected the idea. So don't think you're getting rejected. You just haven't found the right people yet. And both authors put their persistence and expectations, which is actually uh, another podcast I'll be doing soon on that topic, they put that down to their affirmations and the relentless action that came as a result. You might have affirmations that you already use too. Most people do. Some people have affirmations that really lift them and really help their success. Most people have affirmations like, I can never find my keys. I'm so forgetful. No No matter what I do, I can't lose weight. Nothing ever goes right for me. These are all affirmations, and millions, if not billions, of people use them every day to hold themselves back. They don't think that's what they're doing. They don't realize they're using affirmations, and they'll probably tell you that they've tried affirmations, but they didn't work. What really happens is that we've spent maybe 20, 30, 40 years affirming 50 times a day, a 1,000 times a day, little things that hold us back. 
But when we try to use some positive affirmations for two mornings in a row and a new Ferrari doesn't manifest itself in the driveway, clearly affirmations don't work. So we might as well accept our life, it's, it's just the way it is. You know, or we tell ourselves that oh no, it's other people get to do that, or, or only people who you know, who rip other people off get to go, get to have good things. Right? These are all powerful affirmations. It's funny. This podcast was supposed to be about small dreams and small goals making such a big difference, and then I thought about Jack Canfield and uh, and affirmations, and I realised it doesn't matter what our dreams are and what our dreams and goals, whether they're small or large. If our self-talk, our affirmations, our habitual conversations continually prevents us from, from stepping up and stepping towards our dreams, it doesn't matter whether they're small or large. We just hold ourselves back. So you can have small things you want to achieve. You can have large things you want to achieve. It's all relative. What you need to be able to do is get your mind in a, in a, in a time frame or in a, in a mind frame, in a mindset that actually takes you towards what you want. I was on a Zoom call this morning with a mastermind group that I've started working with, exceptional speakers and coaches from around the world. And at one point we were discussing imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is something that holds people back across the world from doing what they want to do. In fact, imposter syndrome is a relatively new term. And I've actually been researching this. And let me read for you a little bit of the history of the term imposter syndrome, or, or as it was originally termed, the imposter phenomenon. The term imposter phenomenon was introduced in a 1978 article, The Imposter Phenomenon in High Achieving Women, Dynamics and Therapeutic Intervention, by Dr. Pauline R. Clance and Dr. Suzanne R. A. Imes. The article was published in Psychotherapy, Theory, Research and Practice, Volume 15, in autumn 1978. Clance and Imes defined imposter phenomenon as an individual experience of self-perceived intellectual phoniness or fraud. The researchers investigated the, the prevalence of this uh, internal experience by interviewing a sample of 150 high-achieving women. All of, the, all of the participants had been formally recognized by their profession, uh, professional excellence by their colleagues and had displayed high academic achievement through degrees and earned standardized testing, uh, degrees earned, sorry, and standardized testing scores. Despite the consistent evidence of external validation, these women lacked the internal acknowledgement of their accomplishments. The participants explained how their success was a result of luck and others simply overestimating their intelligence and abilities. Glance and Imes believe that this mental framework for imposter phenomenon was developed from such factors as gender stereotypes, early family dynamics, culture. The researchers determined that the women who experienced imposter phenomenon showed, uh, showcased symptoms that related to depression, generalized anxiety and low self-confidence. And there we are low self-confidence. Glance and Imes stated in their 1978 article, based on their clinical experience, phenomenon was less prevalent in men. I don't think so these days. They noted that uh, further research was necessary to determine the effects of imposter phenomenon has on men. Following the publication in 1978, more researchers determined that this experience uh, uh, occurs in demographics outside of just high achieving successful women. Okay, I doubt that we're the 0.001% of the people who 42 years after the term was coined could tell you where the term came from. But now it's turned into a syndrome that both men and women suffer from in droves. It's a it's such a popular term to use. It's certainly not a, a female phenomenon any longer. Men have latched onto imposter syndrome like static on nylon. Imposter syndrome holds us back. What What is it? Essentially, it's another term for self-doubt. 
you can put a, a fancy term in it and make it easier to allow, you, uh, allow it to hold you back. But what it boils down to is self-doubt. That self-doubt that comes from negative self-talk, negative affirmations, telling yourself we're not really good enough. Does that sound like what they found? Yes. Billions of people across the world doubt themselves. They doubt their capabilities and their achievements. There are myriad reasons for this, but it pretty much all comes back to our programming. Doesn't matter whether it's external programming, right? We can say it's about external pressures, prejudices, stereotypes, gender stereotypes, family pressures, whatever. But that doesn't help us on a day-to-day -day basis. Now, the important thing, the vital thing, how do you change it? How do you stop suffering from imposter syndrome? How do you defeat the self-doubt? To begin with, you need to accept that if it's going to change, then the responsibility to make the change is yours. Well, that's actually the second step. First, you need to work out whether you actually want to change or whether you prefer to hide behind the self-doubt of imposter syndrome and allow it to hold you back, because that's a choice as well. But that's not who you are. That's not what you want to be, or you wouldn't be here. There's a little voice inside you telling you to break free from that limiting belief and become the person you really want to be. If you want to change the way you see yourself, start changing how you talk to yourself and start changing it into ways that support you. Let's go back a little bit. I grew up with a pitiful self-image. I had self-doubt in, in such massive amounts, it was incredible. I could go through all the reasons that it developed, but they simply don't matter. I've described to people how, for a major part of my life, I felt inferior to pretty much everybody that I ever met. Strangely, most of those people saw me as confident. Okay? I was, I suppose, very much like the name of my daughter Chelsea's podcast, loud and seemingly confident. The reality, my reality is I saw myself as that little fat kid, the youngest of eight kids in the family, the one that had to be loud to be heard, and that shaped a lot of me. Of course it did. You know, when I was a kid, one of my sisters-in-law, who at the time I thought was wonderful, she even told me that I was okay in small doses. Now, later I realised that was her problem, but at the time it was devastating to a young teenager, and that kind of thing became my reality. That was the self-talk that I used. It's what created my self-image. It doesn't matter for a moment that it was, if it was true or not. It was my truth, and that's the whole point. I had talked myself into believing that, and I'm so grateful that I went through it. I'm so grateful for all the bad, the good, the hard, the easy, the fun, the, the, the tears, the, all this stuff, the every that I, that I had, to be, had to go through, because as I learned to use different self-talk, different affirmations every day as I continued to develop through my life, you know, to, to look at how I thought about myself, I can see how small changes each day made such a massive difference in my everyday. Now, thank goodness, in my, in my 20s, I picked up the book, Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. It changed my life. It set me on a path of personal growth, one that I've been on for 30 years now. It's, it led me to study hundreds of books and courses on how our minds work, to study NLP, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming, for those who don't know, and other programs to help me understand the relationship between our mind, our bodies, and our surroundings. It, it keeps me on a continual path of searching for new knowledge. I no longer have any doubt that I can work out anything that I need to. I have no doubt whether I'm nice or nice to be around. I have no doubt about the happiness and success in life I deserve. That doesn't mean I think I know everything. In fact, it's the complete opposite. There's an old saying that the more you learn, the more you learn you need to learn. I currently have three different coaches in, in different areas of my development. In fact, if you, if you include the mastermind group that I've in, uh, it's, a, it's a whole bunch more coaches and mentors. We sometimes think we're supposed to figure out everything for ourselves. And that's an admirable trait. It means that, you, that you'll challenge yourself to work things out. 
But the most wise people throughout history have learned from everybody around them. Get people around you who, who will continue to help you think better and do better. And hey, if I can help, let's work together and, and help you towards your dreams. Reach out through my Facebook page and let's get, on, get you on track to the life you want. But let's get back to the way you talk to yourself each day. What if when somebody gave you a compliment about how you look, the quality of your work, anything at all, instead of brushing it off or pretending or truly feeling that you don't deserve it, how about you simply say, thanks, I appreciate that. Or if you've been working on doing better, say, thanks, I've been working hard to improve that. Usually we're dismissive or suspicious of compliments. It's because we are letting our poor self-image, our low self-confidence reinforce itself. Use self-talk that will, over time, about 30, 30 days or so if you stick to it, and yes, you can change your thinking that quickly, when you're talking to yourself with the 40,000 to 60,000 thoughts you have each day, start using phrases like, I get it right every time. Everything I do works. I always find a way. You can use phrases like, I'm more capable than any and productive than anybody I know. I always attract abundance into my life, and I use money effectively and wisely. You can ask yourself questions like, what great things am I doing next? These might sound a bit too specific, but you can start to, each and every time you catch yourself telling somebody that you're not bad, put yourself up on it and say, actually, I'm good, thanks, or something like that. I've developed a habit that automatically says that oh, I'm exceptionally well, thanks. It brightens people's day, brightens mine. I don't say it declaring my wonderfulness for the world. It's just become a habit. And guess what? 90% of the time, I'm exceptionally well. Surprising, hey? Not really. It's what I tell myself every time. And when somebody asks, I just say, yeah, I'm exceptionally well, thanks. Just notice the terms that you use in a day. Maybe, maybe carry around a little notepad and jot down the things you find yourself saying habitually. And then see if the things you're saying are helping you move ahead or helping you justify why you don't move ahead. I think you'll be surprised. For most people, the things they say to themselves hold them back. Then cross out those terms in your book and write in terms that you think will actually help you, that you know will actually help you. Cross out, I can never, and write, I can always. Cross out, I can't, write, I can. Just like Henry Ford's quote from a century, more than a century ago, whether you think you can or think you can't, either way you're right. Cross out, not bad, and write in, good thanks, or even better, excellent thanks. Cross out, I'm so forgetful, and write in, I remember exactly. There's another great book by Shad Helmstetter called What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. And before you tell yourself you don't think you don't talk to yourself, it's that little voice that told you you don't talk to yourself that's, that I'm talking about. We talk to ourselves continually. It's how our minds operate. In fact, when people first learn to meditate, it's why they think they're no good at it, because our minds are so constantly active. That's their self-doubt and their negative self-talk. And I'll get onto meditation in another podcast. But when you talk to yourself each day, through the day, your self-talk is subtly different to specific affirmations. Specific affirmations, which I'll go through again in a separate podcast, uh, they are definite statements to drive your life in the direction of where you want where you want to go, what you want to achieve. What we're talking about here is the habitual reinforcement of your thinking patterns throughout your days. The little things that each and every moment will have you making good choices and getting things done, or they'll hold you back, and or you'll be held back by your limiting choices and your limiting self-belief. It starts with each day with how you start your day, duh, and continues through the day with the words you use. You can literally change your state in a moment by the words you use. Stop telling yourself that you're tired, you're exhausted, you're annoyed, you're feeling angry, you're frustrated. Start telling yourself that you're happy, you're curious, you're thoughtful, you're exceptional, bursting with energy, loving life. Look for the good in things, look for the good in your day, and that's what you'll find. Kickstart your thinking tomorrow morning by looking yourself in the bathroom mirror. Look yourself in your own eyes and say out loud, today I kickstart my thinking, today I kickstart my dreams, today I'm going to stop feeling sorry for myself and make a difference each day, 
and I'm going to make myself talk, work through the day. I'm going to continue that process of, of changing my thinking throughout my day. So you do that each day for the next 30 days, and you'll have created a habit that will change your life. So that wraps up today's podcast. I sincerely hope you, you take these ideas and make them your own, because that's what this is all about. It's about your life. It's about making your life sensational. So as you go through your days, remember to keep your actions kind, your thoughts positive, your attitude grateful, and always have caring in your heart. And remember, you can kickstart your future today. So please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, podcast app. There's so many uh, wherever you get your podcast. I'd love it if you'd leave me a five-star rating uh, and, uh, and a review so that others can find the show more easily. And please share my podcast, my Instagram, Facebook, uh, Facebook post with everybody you know. Let's help others kickstart their thinking. Let's help them get their their self-talk in the right place. Get them get Just get their heads going well. I'd love to work with you to help you help take your life uh, where you want it to go. So reach out and let's work together. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in the next episode. And for now, get stuck in and make your day sensational. <laughs> <laughs>